another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. We are live. We are doing... Oh, boy. This is exciting. This was so exciting, we uh, changed our schedule. Uh, Everyone messaged us after the release of Halloween Kills saying they needed this immediately. And we are here to provide <laughs> to provide that. Um, I am so excited to talk about this movie. It might be the most I've ever been excited to talk about a movie. Wow. Okay. Um, I think we both have said, we mentioned this in the... Uh, the uh, Patreon episode, if you are sensitive to people making fun of your favorite franchise and you're just not tolerant of hearing hearing the truth, <laughs> um, uh, that's a joke. Uh, but if, if you really honestly, if you're if you're fucking sensitive about this shit, um, don't don't even listen to this episode. Cause so so you said sensitive about people making fun of your favorite franchise. This is my favorite franchise. I said that after Halloween 5. And that means Halloween 5 of all movies like gave me the revelation that this is my favorite franchise. Like I said during that episode, I love this universe. I love everything yeah. about it. I want you to know like because this is going to get us hate uh um, for sure. Usually a lot of the feedback we get are like these guys don't know what they're talking about, which true. <laughs> and then also like these guys just don't like appreciate blah blah blah. I want nothing more in life than than to enjoy a Halloween movie. I I mean that sincerely. I went in rooting for this. Also, I love being a contrarian. So when I saw all these negative reviews coming out, I was like, "Fuck this! I can't wait to enjoy the shit out of this." But guess what? I didn't. I didn't enjoy it <laughs> even a little bit. And I have plenty of reasons why. So I, let's. I'm just gonna say it off the bat. If if you're gonna get angry because I didn't enjoy this, or say that I just don't. Like, I'm trying to be negative to be funny. No, I'm honestly fucking disappointed. I, I want nothing more to enjoy this, but I, it, it, nothing worked for me. So it, I, I am in the there same exact boat. Um, I think I even said it recently, either on Patreon or even on the live show, where I was like, I was saying how excited I was for Halloween Kills, and I was I even kind of was backtracking on my Halloween 2018. You came around hey, on 2018. And I was, you came around 2018. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I think I kind of like 2018. Like, cause I just love the fucking Halloween vibe. And I do feel like 2018 gave me a, a little taste of of um of a Michael that I, I enjoy seeing. You know, I just the the music was great and the atmosphere was great in 2018 and it, of course the story is is a little little lumpy but I I I've come around to 2018 where I'm like I think I kind of dig it like it's just kind of a a fun entry in the series and and looking back um you know uh, Halloween is is just an interesting franchise and. Where it starts and where it goes is fucking madness <laughs> in every in every aspect. Um, 
And there's a lot to discuss with this movie and this franchise that I I really want to talk about because I think this movie, I think, opens up a bigger... A bigger talking point about like franchises and and consistency and like what you know. I'm one of those people that's like, okay, a remake, I'm fine. I don't care. I'm going to judge it based on if it's a good movie or not, right? Sure. And that's fine. I don't care. I don't think it affects any other movies in the past. But like this franchise might be like one of the most inconsistent franchises of all time right like they can't even get the masks right in the sequels like that that's the most inconsistent thing i've ever heard of in my fucking life <laughs> like and and the one thing though is that in most even the bad movies the the movies are consistent in their own little container right so yeah so Halloween five or six, those are consistent in that movie from beginning to end of the movie. They're pretty consistent with their own, whatever they've decided to make that movie. Right. Halloween kills is the, maybe not five (laughs) (laughs) Halloween kills is the most inconsistent thing. I've, I I think I've ever seen in a movie. It, It is actually mind blowing what, what they say and then what, how they change that in like 30 minutes later. Yeah. Halloween kills is, is something that's for sure. Um, you know what? I'll actually, I'll start it for, for the people who are already stewing with the positives. I, I do actually think there's some positives in it. Oh, very sure. few, very few, but I do like, and even this, even this, as I'm saying that, it's both a positive and a negative. So I like some of the callbacks that, that they did. Like sure. in the flashback, I like how white the mask was because it's supposed to be brand new. Exactly. Whereas like other, like other movies wouldn't, wouldn't do that. They wouldn't even bother. It'd just be mm-hmm. whatever they had their hands. On. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it was, it was like, you know, a brand new mask. And like the callbacks were kind of cool. There's a deep, deep fake Loomis, which, <laughs> The first time you see him, Great. I thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Second time, I was like, eh, you, <laughs> you know, once was good enough. Dude, I completely agree with that. <laughs> the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, tight. I'm always down for like, uh, you know, t- move, th- the deep fake thing, right? It looks fucking cool. And they like do close ups of his fucking face. He's got lines in the fucking movie somehow. And you're just like, God damn it, what the fuck is this? Yeah, first I was like, Oh shit, like this is awesome. Yeah. So I'm 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 with this. But then then again, and he's about to kill Michael. It's like, all right, you know what? No. But you know, I'll give it the first one, so that, that's a positive. And like this is the one where it's a positive and a negative because he does like homages homages however the fuck you want to pronounce uh, yeah, it how do you- to other other <laughs> to other movies like the mask from halloween 3 yeah but also he's erased those movies from the timeline so it's like why bother uh the homages if you're just erasing them? <laughs> agreed and i see a lot of people being like oh like now halloween 3 is officially part of the fr- it's always been a part of the franchise. it's there it exists like no one is trying to erase it it's just there it, whether you hate it or love it like it is a halloween movie i don't know how yeah, and you you can't <laughs> say you can't say that is part of that universe no. because the end of halloween 3 
Everybody, all the kids fucking die. Right. Everybody fucking dies. Tom Holland, Tom Atkins is screaming to the phone, <laughs> change the channel, and we know that it's li- not likely going to happen that every <laughs> channel in the world is listening to this guy on a payphone. So, and also we know in this movie that everybody in the entire fucking town. <laughs> Pays attention to the news and they talk about it. That's all they talk about is the news. So that would be the every two seconds we'd be like, "Hey, remember Michael Myers?" And also remember when everybody died when putting on those masks? Like that's fucking weird, huh? But they never bring it up once, so you can't say that no. that's part of the universe. No, it's not. It's not. It's just a cute little thing that they added to it. It does. I hate this. I hate like the modern day like is it canon type of thing like. Dude, he just threw the masks in there. It doesn't mean anything. Silver Shamrock does not exist in this universe until they explicitly tell us it does, right? Until yeah, yeah. Uh, until Halloween Which ends. Tommy Doyle is like, remember when Stonehenge came to that town? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was and fucking trust, weird. Tommy Doyle would have fucking known. <laughs> you know, Tommy Doyle would would absolutely know everything about and tommy doyle they're at a bar that when you're introduced to tommy doyle they're at a bar in costume so it's not just like you like you can't even pass it off being like well it's a you know it's not really a bar it's like a local hangout for business no it's a fucking halloween party and it's an open mic night and tommy doyle is telling the entire tragedy of the 1978 events if i was at a bar in costume and heard that i'd fucking throw myself out the window you know, that's, that might be so i actually <laughs> i watched this in theaters the day before it came out i saw it thursday night and then i watched it again today um just to be safe and take some extra notes and just to make sure you know i knew what i was talking about um it was the same but anyway that scene stuck out so much more the second watch where, where tommy doyle's just like Dude, they're in the middle of a talent show. It is a <laughs> talent show. Everyone's doing musical numbers and um, uh, ventriloquist acts and jokes. And then they're like, hey, give it up for Tommy Doyle. And Tommy Doyle comes up and he's like, I'm going to tell you the most fucked up story you've ever heard. <laughs> Can you imagine any local tragedy and you're at a fucking bar? It's Halloween night. You're dressed up. You're you, all these people are like grown adults. It's not like a younger person bar. It's the one night they have away from their kids. And some guys like hey, you all remember the fucking tragedy that happened in '78. And they're all like, yeah. And also, everyone be like, yeah, of course we. Yeah, the he even worst says ever happened this fucking town, right? <laughs> he even says that he's like, of course you all remember. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Michael Myers murdered everybody. <laughs> fucking maniac. Uh, so it that's that's my other problem so i was pretty down on 2018 for not making you know taking away part two which in turn makes it so michael and um laurie strode are not siblings right I, i was pretty down on that but when you you know it them being siblings it only really works because they've made so many other movies right exactly you know Dependent on that. So if you just look at 1978 as a standalone film, you know, it's just a guy who killed his family and then comes back home and is still murdering, right? Right. So I'm fine with taking that away, that they're not siblings. I'm not really fine with him coming back to that town and her also still being there. Um, And then 
if you're going to do that, she really just needs to be the, the, the focal point, right? Like, that's his motivation. For like, sure. Maybe maybe for the past 40 years, he's been like, well, that's the one that got away. And I just really want to fucking kill her. He's not – that's not his motivation in this in this film. No. And, and they make – just sh- kind of there. It, they make sure to – one of my – there's so many issues I have with this. I, I Here's what I'm going to say. Just like – and I know. I'm not a fucking film critic. I'm not a fucking director. But to me, and by the way, this is somebody that loves, I think we have been overwhelmingly more positive about movies. Um, this, this go around. This yeah. run. And, and I'm having way more fun. And I'm so excited to be, I'm so, I'm so much more excited to have fun watching movies, right? And and giving all the movies a shot. I fucking love Malignant. Like, come on. Like, I, I think it's fucking great. So I'm, I'm. I'm like so open, but like this is it. This as a movie is like the story makes almost fucking no sense. This isn't even a story. I honestly think something happened (laughs) and they, so just a quick background from what I know, which isn't a lot. They were originally going to film Halloween kills and Halloween ends, which also I hate those fucking names, but anyway, Halloween kills and Halloween ends at the same time. They start shooting. Then they're like, oh, actually. And by the way, they're shooting in a pandemic, which caused a lot of issues for a lot of movies. So they're like, oh, by the way, we're not going to film Halloween Ends actually anymore. So they pushed that. I feel like something fucking happened. And then they were just like, can we just like scrap together what we filmed for both movies and kind of put it together to make a fucking movie? Because to me, it is there is no story here. This does not progress anything there this is a and you know there's a third movie coming out so it's so fucking disappointing to like not get any type of close filler dude you could turn this movie into the first 30 minutes of the end of the franchise (laughs) the end of the series like this halloween ends you could boil this down into a few main points and a few awesome kills and move it over to the, the final movie Right. Like I agree. Yeah. That's what this is. And it's 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 actually like I'm going to be honest, like it's it's a little bit insulting that they're like, hey, check out this fucking movie. Like it's not a fucking movie. It's not a fucking like, dude, nothing fucking happens. It's so here's something that I want to highlight to that point. Our our buddy uh, Dre, Mm -hmm. who has been supporting us from day one, he from what I've gathered uh, from his review online, like he's a fan of the movie. And and in his review, he was like, all I've wanted is to see Michael Myers just, you know, go to town on people yeah. and just, just fight. Fine. If that's what you've always wanted, like I can get why somebody would enjoy this. I can't, I can't say that the kills weren't cool and that it, Michael wasn't brutal. He was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but at no time ever, has he ever done that? And like, that's not what I wanted from a Halloween movie. And he felt more like Jason than he did Michael Myers. Yeah. Which that might be a turn on for some people. That might be a selling point. If that is, I, I get it. But that's not what I wanted from Michael Myers. And and again, I think we're going to say to that point a lot in this episode. <laughs> um, because to that point, right – you said that this was a lot like the Rob Zombie movies. Yeah, just not um 
idiotic. Not as yeah, yeah. Not as uh, nobody. Nobody called anyone a cunt. <laughs> Um, I think that's true, but at least Rob Zombie had the decency <laughs> to be like, these are my Halloween movies, right? And I'm starting from the beginning, and this is my take on Halloween, right? Yeah. This movie was like, we're going to keep the first one intact, <laughs> and then we're going to move on from there. So, by doing that, now you're like... This is actually like the second movie or the third movie in, you know, a, 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 a qu- I don't know, a quadrilogy. <laughs> like, technically, right? They're saying one exists, then there's Halloween 2018, and then Halloween Kills. So if you're doing that, you can't, like, I mean, you can, I don't care, but <laughs> like, like, it's a franchise for a reason. You like follow rules. You know what I mean? Like, and I rewatched Halloween today. Because I was like, I want to be like as fully versed as I can on this. It is such a different vibe than this. It's it's insane. And to have Michael being like a killing machine, like it makes no fucking sense. And, and I'll be honest, like one of my issues in this was like Michael propping bodies up. But guess what? He did that in the first one. So more power to you, right? My, Michael's a little dramatic. He <laughs> He's got a flair for the dramatics. So, fine. I'm fine with him propping up bodies and, like, <laughs> setting up plans. This, this takes place the same night as 2018, right? Correct. It's just a same direct night. continuation. Same night. Yep. So, again, I'm glad that you watched the first one. The first one's my favorite movie of all time. Like, Great. I want to stress that. My favorite movie of all time. Um, He would have, like, if you are agreeing with these filmmakers and saying that the first one definitely happened. Why would he get to be such a killing machine? He's fighting a fucking army of firefighters within <laughs> seconds of this movie. In, in, in like Mortal Kombat style. Like, dude, and that's fine if you want to see that. That's, dude, that's fine if you want to see that. Like, whatever. Right. The kills, he kills people. That's, that's what you want in a horror movie. But what, if you're supposed to believe the first one is true, how did he get – why did he not wither away from standing in that corner in that, in that psych ward, right? He's not, he's not lifting. He's not do, he doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't do anything. He just mopes around all day. So why is he bigger than ever? Why is he a fighting machine? Why, why is he trained at hand-to-hand combat? If anything, <laughs> he should be easier to subdue than ever. He just got out. He hasn't done anything in 10 years. You can't take – he's a fire – I know he's supposed to be evil incarnate. Don't argue that. But – it just doesn't work for me. It He's 70 fucking years old. And <laughs> that point too. That point too. The age is lost on everyone. He's a fucking old man. He's an old man. And and by the way, they subdued and captured him <laughs> in in his prime, in his youthful prime. Uh three policemen were able to subdue him <laughs> without like a single shot fired and they fucking arrested him and seemingly put him on trial and wa- he was sentenced to you know time you know what you know what i was i was willing to give them 2018 like a racing part two but the end of part one he's shot and he falls out a fucking window right Right. he falls off the balcony and then loomis looks out and he's gone he's right he's gone and this these movies make you believe he's just apprehended a few minutes later right and locked up for 40 years correct which makes that ending of the first one idiotic oh joe yes fucking unbelievable correct Correct. That ending of the first one, which was really what I really wanted to pinpoint here, was because 
at the end of the first one, they are like, this dude is supernatural in some yes. way, in some way, because he disappears off into the night. And you even hear him heavy breathing at the end of that movie. And you're like, he's always around. He really is like this fucking boogeyman. Like, great. You know what I mean? Like, we can move on from this. And now we are set up for him to be like a supernatural being. Yes. But, and I mean, I guess that's where this movie is kind of going. But like, now it's to a point where it's like, well, what do you do to kill him? (laughs) How are you going to end this now? You fucking probably arrest him again. I don't, I don't even know. Like what what are they going to do? It just makes no fucking sense. There's a lot. And my biggest gripe, I'll, I'll get into it. Um, but it is, there's a lot going on here and you know what doesn't help Anthony Michael Hall's fucking face. Like this fucking guy, (laughs) this fucking mutt. Have you ever seen him screaming in the pool? The video of him screaming in the pool. No, I don't think so. Joe, Joe, <laughs> this motherfucker, <laughs> this motherfucker, Google, it's, I think it's from like TMZ or something. Google Anthony Michael Hall swimming pool. It, it, dude, he went on, oh my God, me and him have the same fucking birthday. What a fucking, what a man. I have it right here. I, I, what a, wait, he needs to hire new people around him. Yeah. One of those guys is fully clothed trying to get in the pool. It's just fucking get in the pool. <laughs> so, so you just watch the video. I'll edit out you listening to it. So you just watch the video. Motherfucker, Farmer Ted in the pool clearly has a complex from playing the, the biggest weirdo creep of all time in the 80s. <laughs> loses his mind at these people in the pool and he's like and it's like dude it it looks like it's just like a like a like a howard johnson's you know what i mean like it's like it's it's just like a normal pool and he's just like losing his fucking mind he's just like you rosie o'donnell looking piece of shit (laughs) you're disrespectful and yeah, as to you, like you said, his helper like gets in the pool and is like, "Can we, please, can we please get out?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, there she is filming." <laughs> like, dude, if as soon as somebody pulled out their camera and pointed at me, I'd be like, "Oh, like my body would like immediately cool down." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the craziest part about a lot of these meltdowns is like that should be a reality check. Be like, "Fuck, maybe I should, you know." Take a breather, right? <laughs> Nobody ever does that. <laughs> this person's filming me. Uh, I should stop. Instead, they're always yeah. like, oh, yeah, go ahead and fucking film it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking do it. And then, and, and then immediately being like, this is not who I am. Like, yeah. If you do that on camera, that's 1,000% who you are. <laughs> Crazy. So, like, this guy's a fucking nut job. So, I guess the role fits it. But <laughs> I just hate his fucking face, man. He's just such a, like, a weirdo um you you said you met him he was cool dude he's like the nicest guy in the world <laughs> tina still talks about him like how how sweet he was <laughs> uh, probably no one interrupted his pool time <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and he doesn't even look like he did as a kid so i doubt those people were like hey like there's <laughs> there's fucking anthony michael there's farmer dead <laughs> um all right, so do we want to start getting into the movie a little bit and, like, trying to, like... Yeah, but first I want to ask you something. All right. This or Halloween H2O? So, okay, so I I don't 
I don't remember those movies that much, but I would honestly, off the top of my head, would I would say anything other than this. This rank, anything. This ranks so I- this ranks so low for me because it takes itself and we talked about this a little bit on Patreon. It it takes itself so fucking seriously that you're like, are, what? Like, how? Are you serious? Like, this is insane. Like, whereas those other ones, <clears throat> I feel like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I can't give them a pass. I don't know. I was starting high because I actually think H2O is good uh, after rewatching. Um, so you just saved me the the agony of going through each one, but. I guess I can narrow it down a little bit more. Um, you would put this over the Rob Zombies. Um, n- no, I would you, honestly. You, put I mean, Rob I'm Z- sorry, I'm sorry. You you would put Rob Zombies over this. I really would because the second one, dude. Dude, Rob Zombies doesn't tie into the well. The second one's fucking dog shit. <laughs> the second one, the second one's one of the worst. <laughs> so maybe not above the second one. <laughs> the fucking horse and shit. Maybe not above that one. <laughs> oh, the white. <laughs> Yeah, no way. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, but above, I think I think I would watch this over Resurrection too. Wait, which one? Which one would you watch this over? By the way, Resurrection, the Busta Rhymes one. Okay, okay, okay. I think, I think Resurrection's real bad. Which we we talked about H two O and Resurrection when we did um, the Jamie Lee. Yep. Like tribute, but we never did full episodes on them, so we should probably do that. I, I would, I would be fine with that. I, I'd be interested in going back. I mean, I know they're not good. I'm not saying they're good, but like, I don't think they take themselves so fucking seriously that. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I would rather watch Five than this, and Five sure. is not a good movie. No, we, no, we, we, I, very clear on that. Five, Five's idiotic, but. <laughs> At least it was it was like way more fun to me to watch. And, well, it also tells a fucking story. There's a beginning, middle, and end, and and there's some fucking closure. And which like, is alarming to say that that. Movie <laughs> but it's it's fucking true. All of those movies kind of tell stories at the end of the day, and I just feel this had no story whatsoever. This was just, and that's again that some people like that. Terrifier is a fucking hit, you know, and that's a movie I can't fucking stand, and it's because it's just fucking. A clown with a fucking gun. Fucking six shooter. See, I like Terrifier. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's not... But, but again, it's not an established franchise. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's, like, I don't like it for various reasons, but I'm not like, what the fuck? Like, dude, like this, like, this is a fucking... This is a fucking landmark franchise. Like, and it's not hard to tell a story in a movie, you know, even in a, in a, in a sequel. <laughs> Or whatever in a follow-up. Yeah. And you know what else? David Gordon Green's directing style. I can't say he's not a good director. I like I, I'm not don't I don't I want to be clear of that. I, I think he's a fine, competent director, especially the comedies that he's made. Yeah. But there's just something about I, I don't even know how to put it in words, like the hue. <laughs> like like the style. Mm. It's like too po- almost too polished for a Halloween movie. Like the other ones are, you know, a little bit grainier, a little bit more gritty. Like this is just over it's like overproduced or something. I, I think I do like his style and I do think I like what I think I like certain things he brings to this to this franchise, but this was not it. Like 
I'll I'll be excited for Halloween ends. Uh, uh, I mean, probably not. Like they're probably going to do something fucking ridiculous. They're probably going to, you know, <laughs> just just the whole town just chants Halloween ends. <laughs> and like, dude, can we just get out of 2018? I mean, we can't now. So it's going to be 2018 when we pick this up in a fucking year. So. Yeah, yeah. It's How, the same night. More hour uh, more hours in this fucking day than <laughs> I've ever fucking seen. It's, it's going to be like it's essentially the runway scene from uh Fast from and the Fast Fast and Furious. Furious. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like if this were real time, if you did anything, this would <laughs> it would be like a 75 hour day <laughs> that all of these events transpired. <laughs> um so this movie picks up right after Halloween 2018, immediately after. Um, and remember that cop that died, uh, the Hawkins fella? He got stabbed in the yeah. neck by Dr. Sartan or whatever the fuck that name was. Dude, I actually forgot. You know what? Just as I was, co- just as I was kind of warming up to 2018, that guy putting on Myers' mask and like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, Dr. Sartan is, uh, he, he killed this cop in the 2018, but guess what? He is alive. Uh, he's bleeding out. And that kid, um, that is dating, uh, Allison, the granddaughter of Laurie Strode, um, is dating this guy. They, they were like, they, they were, he was her love interest, I guess. Um, yeah. And it's fucking Lonnie's son, which is kind of cool. Kind of cool that Lonnie's still, Lonnie's the one that. Pushes the pumpkin out of uh, Tommy Doyle's hand in the first one. Oh, like, is he's it? gonna get you? Yeah, yeah. That's oh Lonnie. shit! That's Lonnie. Okay, Lonnie. okay, yeah. cool. All right, I like that. I'm I'm down with that. Um, so okay, that's cool. All right, so Lonnie, yeah, so that's Lonnie's son. I, I don't know his name. I think Connor. I think is his name. Um. So, but before we can really get and and he finds the cop and like calls nine one one. But before we get into that, we go to the flashback of the events of the first movie, which are, have now altered. <laughs> They've altered them a little bit. Um, we see a young Hawkins and his partner chasing around Michael. Um, you get a little insight into young Michael about how he liked looking out his sister's bedroom window. Um, this is, for some reason, a plot point. Um <laughs> fucking mentioned constantly and referenced constantly. So that's, that's, that's honestly Michael's motivation for murdering people in this movie. So (laughs) looking out a window, uh, that's cool. Uh, Also, also I want to highlight that fucking, first of all, why is that house still standing? That house should have been demolished, right? Like we had a tragedy in our town. That house was knocked down. The house was not, there's terrible murder. Uh, multiple people it, it was demolished right that house is still standing but even more alarming the cops are always genuinely surprised that that they're in front of that house like they are looking for michael myers and anytime they pass the house they're like holy shit this is the myers house like <laughs> old. Why, why 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 are you not aware of that you should be you should be like stationed there waiting for him <laughs> that should be the only place that you're aware of that that he may be and again, after rewatching the first movie, like that, that is considered a revelation in this movie, by the way, it, later in the movie, they're like, he's going home. <laughs> 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 
fun fact, that already happened in the first movie, and Loomis and the cops are like, oh, he's going home. You know what I mean? Like, he, they know- That's the fucking tagline. They know this. They investigate the fucking house in the movie, and they find that that's, that's a, where he's hanging out. Yeah. The, Loomis says that from the get-go. He's like, get everybody there. Like, he's <laughs> fucking here. So this is not news to anybody. Uh, it, it, it's everyone knows this, uh, and that also that's going to get into my fucking issues. There's there's one overarching issue with this whole fucking thing that I have. Um, uh, so anyway, so they go and they they're going to chase Michael down. They they track him down to his house. Um, we also get like the first uh, like. <laughs> I guess it's not real. It's just like, uh, there's so many unnecessary scenes, but we meet Lonnie getting bullied by kids and none of this matters, but basically he encounters Michael, but is unharmed. Okay. That's great. That lines up with Halloween one, Michael. It does not line up with this Michael. (laughs) Yeah. This Michael would have killed him because he kills everybody he looks at. Yeah, (laughs) Anyone that he sees, he murders, but Michael, Here's the one revelation I had while watching the first one after this one. Because I was like, who does Michael kill? Because I I did want to try and give this movie credit for like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they are following what they did in the first one. They're not. Michael is one of the most calculated killers in that first movie. He is not a go-in, guns-blazing killer. He is, he stalks people. And... Honestly, it's always teen girls. Like, that's basically who he goes after. Um, yeah, and he goes after those, like, assuming assuming that they're not brother and sister, right? Right. Give, brother and sister gives you the motivation that he's he's stalking her, even though at that point he wouldn't know who she was or what she looked like. So it's still, you know, <laughs> even putting that in, in Halloween 2 is pretty idiotic. But, but – in Halloween 1, he's driving by in that stolen car, and one of Jamie Lee's friends, one of Laurie Strode's friends, is like, hey, creep, speed kills. And he slams on the brakes. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, he's like, I'm going to fucking murder these girls. Yeah. Just yelled at me. Right? And he does. Mm-hmm. Th- those are his intended targets. Yeah. So he's he's calculated. He has an agenda. Whereas this one, he doesn't. He is immortal and all-powerful and... <laughs> Eliminates the entire town. Every single kill in the first one is a calculated thing. And if you, the only reason he killed you is if you got in his way of what he was planning to do. So, you know, like he does kill one of the guys, but it's because he's stalking that girl, right? And that's when he puts like the fucking ghost outfit on. The ghost outfit on. <laughs> but like, that's because he's like, I need to get to this girl. Like, he, he doesn't give a fuck about that guy. He, he probably wouldn't have killed that guy. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. it's a very calculated killer in the first one and that is a huge he's <laughs> walking around on halloween night which would be you know a feeding frenzy right all yeah. you can eat buffet there's people all on the street and people are literally there's kids that like run into him right yes and it's lonnie lonnie runs into him yeah. looks up and then runs away right know? so that's what we see he's unharmed by michael um and then hawkins and part and his partner chase michael into the old myers house um and like I said, a big part of this is Michael looking in his sister's window, uh, which is exactly where the Michael attacks the cops. Uh, Hawkins tries to get him. Um, he, he's like strangling Hawkins' partner. Hawkins 
tries to do okay so this was my first like oh my god wait what is happening <laughs> and by the way i'm gonna say this i liked this movie up until hour one and then i felt like it drops like insanely in quality like it was as if it's all it's like a tale of two movies almost okay yeah. The first hour, I was like, all right, like, I, I'm okay with this. Like, it's not great, but, like, I get this. We're we're picking up where we left off. Like, these are all cool things. <laughs> and then halfway through, it's just like, eh, <laughs> let's hang out in the hospital for an hour. Without Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the hospital scene, it felt like an eternity. <laughs> Dude, it was insane. It was insane. So, um... Hawkins tries to get him to stop and tries to shoot him, accidentally shoots his partner in the neck. Um, the, the worst shot. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> he kills his fucking partner, and then Michael gets away. By the way, of course, we know Michael doesn't run, so he gets away very slowly. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> he, he, in that one scene, he, he somehow moves extremely fast, and then down the stairs, slower than I've ever seen anybody walk. Like, Hawkins... Should have lost his badge. That should have been investigated. He is walking down the stairs and Hawkins has the most perfect. How do you miss? How do you miss that? My favorite is later. Hawkins is like, this is all my fault. And I figure he's talking about how he missed him 18 times going down the stairs. Uh, but instead, it's that he didn't let Loomis kill him. It's like, brother, yeah, that that's the least of the problems with, also, with your also, behavior. Also, also, Loomis is to blame too because because he is shooting Myers from behind and missing wildly. And as Michael is again not running, <laughs> strolling down the stairs and walks out the front door, and then Loomis immediately comes in. He's like, "What the hell happened?" But hey, hey, dickhead! Michael just walked out. How did you miss him? How did you not see him? Dude, dude he like held the door open for Michael, <laughs> and then and then goes inside and is like, "Hey, this motherfucker kill anyone else?" <laughs> <laughs> fucking Hawkins doesn't even say anything, but he's, he is like, he's, that's exactly what he says. He's like, did Michael kill again? And Hawkins is just like, and it's just one of the weirdest scenes. <laughs> also, if I were one of those other cops, I would have fucking killed this guy. I would have been like, you fucking idiot. You fucking killed a yeah, cop and you missed every fucking shot. You have no bullets left in your fucking gun. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Anyway. And that's where we get to see, uh, you know, CGI Loomis, baby. Deep, <laughs> deep fake Loomis. <laughs> All right. That's that for the sequel or the uh, flashback. We'll be uh, we'll be back to it a little later for nothing. It doesn't tell. They don't tell us anything. Dude, there's a flashback later in the movie that's just Hawkins being lectured on what to tell the police when... He ultimately, when they're ultimately asked how a cop got shot in the neck. Like, why is that even in the fucking movie? Why? Who cares about that? Like, that's the least relevant thing. Fuck cares. He fucking shot bullets into the wall all over the place. And the cop's like, just tell him uh, he tried to shoot Michael and shot himself. Uh, Well, why is his gun have zero bullets left in it? (laughs) Um, Anyway. Uh, back in 2018, we enter the bar scene where we're introduced to, 
a great cast of characters that I actually really enjoyed. Um, but the fun, <laughs> the fact is none of these people matter and they're all murdered before the halfway point of the movie. So that they are, that they are. I mean, sorry for that loud noise. It's dropped everything. Um, we're introduced to this guy and his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, she's dressed as a nurse and I thought they would have a way bigger role than they do. Uh, also, yeah. Michael's in their car for some reason and waits for them to come back to it before he steals it. But it's not Michael. I just, it's not Michael. Yeah, so you're supposed to think it's Michael. Yeah. And they wait for him to come back to steal it. So it, uh, that's like one of my least favorite tropes. And I feel like that happens in these new remakes so often. Yeah. Like the fake out, but then also waiting for them to come back to fool them. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. So we meet that couple that's a doctor and a nurse, and they they build these characters up to a, a certain extent to a point where you're like, oh, these are these are going to be like strong characters in this movie. Maybe the next one. They even later on, there's a news thing that they're that they see, and they're like, oh, that's our fucking neighborhood. Like Michael killed on their neighborhood. So like. You're you're investing time into these characters and who they are and why it matters to them. And right. ultimately none of that matters. <laughs> so that's fun. That's a good that's a good way to fill up my time. <laughs> <laughs> Waste my fucking time. Um so we meet the doctor and the nurse, and we also meet all of the new uh well the, the new old characters. Uh, who we'll talk about in a minute. We're also Tommy int- and Lindsay and the nurse that was with Loomis. Yeah, that first night. Yeah, and we're also introduced to a likable bartender who I was like, I like this guy. He's not in the rest of the movie, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of reveals like he's like those are friends of Laurie Strode because they were kind of making noise and they were drunk, and the doctor and the nurse kind of gave him a hard fucking time. Then we get the scene with Anthony Michael Hall who. Decides to tell everyone the uplifting story of the Haddonfield Boogeyman. If any one of these guys said boogie, I- I've never heard the word boogeyman so much in my fucking life uh, than in this movie. It was it, it, it just fucking stop. Um, and you know, a good Halloween story of an actual fucking murder. That's always uh, a real crowd pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> Open mic night. You. you know what? Just to go back to Laurie Strode for a second, Laurie. Like, the whole town knows her, but she has been, at least in the events of the 2018 one, she has been training for this her entire life. Great. <laughs> right? Like, she is Correct. now a marksman, uh, uh, like a master class fighter. Yes. None of that comes into play in this movie. No. Whatsoever. Nope. Lori is limited to a bed. Lori's entire- barely in this movie. Yeah. Lori's barely in this movie. And again, a very frustrating point because- which, yeah, yeah, because that's probably the strongest part of 2018 yes. is like the three generations of Lori's family, yes, you know, bonding together and kicking this guy's ass again. Loved it, and also the, to the yin to the yang, like that's Michael's motivation now. Like he needs to kill these three, right? Right. And they don't like they they are just not relevant. And, and this this occurs later, but constantly in this movie. It's almost as if they're like, we need to redirect people from the from 2018 from these <laughs> because the constantly in this movie, we are being told Michael's not Michael doesn't really care about Lori. Like that's they dude, it comes up 
like three or four times where somebody corrects somebody and is like, no, actually, Michael wasn't going after Lori. The doctor was obsessed with her. And that's why Michael was there. But he he doesn't actually care. He's just killing whoever he finds. <laughs> so, like, so what is the fucking, why do I care? Why do I give a fuck about any of these people? <laughs> and why does Lori care? Just fucking move. Just move. Just leave. He's just not move. If he doesn't you. care about you, just the, just fucking leave. I completely agree. If there's no motivation, if there's no connection there, then it's irrelevant. Like, that's on you to just stand around and wait for him. And and they, they dude, if they said it once, I would have been like, whatever. They constantly try to beat it into your head. Like, multiple characters are like, oh, no, actually, that was uh, the doctor. Uh, Michael doesn't care about Lori. Which also, by the way, <laughs> how does anyone know what, what the fuck Michael is doing? Like, <laughs> hasn't talked in fucking 70 years. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, Michael doesn't actually care about her. Uh, Dr. Sartan, remember that guy? Everyone knows Dr. Sartan somehow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was actually that guy. Uh, <laughs> fucking doc- the guy who just killed a cop, a, a fucking beloved cop in the community. <laughs> Although he, he's not actually dead, I know, but <laughs> tried to kill him. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, dude. Fucking frustrating <laughs> as fuck to watch this. It's, And I know there's a lot of people that... That really like this, but it, it honestly bugs me from a storytelling point of view that it just, it's so illogical. And like, again, they start overlapping their own story where they're like, well, um, n- no, I guess Michael just does whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, hammering in that point of them being like, well, he's not actually after Lori. <laughs> it's just them being like, well, a lot of people are unhappy that we erased every other story that's ever been told up to this point. So we just got to like double down and let people know that there's no relations from Part two on. And also, we're going to erase our first movie. <laughs> we're going to take that away, too. Uh, none of that mattered. <laughs> Michael doesn't care. <laughs> Fucking Lori's been training for 40 years for somebody that doesn't care about her. Which is fucking insane. Which I get that, like, you know, we were talking about Mike Flanagan on our, on our yeah. Patreon episode. And how people, in horror movies specifically, like to address trauma and how we deal with it so you know what i'm fine with sure. that i'm fine with jane or laurie strode going through all that and be like this is never happening again like yeah. i'm going to be prepared for sure and it does happen again and then it just doesn't come into play in this one but there's also no reason for it to happen again <laughs> no. why is michael like we were establishing michael doesn't care about her so there's no need for this to happen again yeah you could use literally anybody uh the- and also in 2018 we know laurie because those podcasters couldn't get onto her property. Yes. <laughs> and then Michael just fucking strolls in. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Anthony Michael Hall uh, is Tommy Doyle. He tells the whole story, right? And he was the little boy being babysat that night. They introduced L- Lindsay Wallace, uh, the other little girl who was being babysat. Uh, the, the the original nurse that was attacked by Michael when Loomis gets out of the car in the first one. Uh, and Lonnie, um, of course is the MC for the night. Um, and he's the boy from the opening scene. Um, also it is funny. Like if I were Lonnie, I'd be so mad because he's like, here comes Tommy Doyle who has a bird whistling, uh, act. And then Tommy comes up and is like, uh, no bird whistles this year, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And, and his story now, again, Michael has been in prison for 40 years and Tommy Doyle is like, he's fucking coming for us, but he won't get us. What? 
What makes you think that? What would make you think that? He's been and again and again. Michael never tried to kill Tommy in that movie. Right. He's only going after Lori, and we we know that there's no connection to Lori now. So, what is Tommy bugging about? Tommy is out of his fucking. fucking relax, Tommy. <laughs> He's fucking coming for us, dude. I've never heard more pep talks in my life than in this movie. It. It is one pep talk after another of like, we're going to do this together as a fucking town. And the whole town is like, yeah, fuck yeah. (laughs) Again. Tommy didn't even see. Tommy saw Myers across the street and then Myers is breaking into the house and Jamie is immediately like. Go across the street to the Mackenzies. Yeah. You know what? Michael fucking allows it. Michael could have yeah. stopped them. Oh yeah, Michael for didn't sure. Want them. So hey, Tommy, what the fuck do you even know happened? Like, what do you? Relax, dude. Forty years is fucking giving speeches at bars. Because you know this wasn't the only time he's done this. The bread does it every fucking Halloween. <laughs> oh, dude. And then a, a scene that I really dug. I, I, I'm going to give credit where it's due. I dug this scene where he goes, this is for you, Lori, wherever you are. Cut to Lori bleeding in the truck. Loved that. <laughs> Loved that scene. I did. I, I'm laughing because he, when he said that, he had like a spare baseball bat on standby. Uh, like, well, like, like an, old Huckleberry? A, a break in case. <laughs> like a break in case of emergency glass. <laughs> like, like Looney Tunes. <laughs> old Huckleberry. The fucking bar bat. That he carries the entire movie. Uh, uh, God damn, this is so frustrating. Um, So Lori's in the back of the truck bleeding uh, where we... Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to laugh at that part. Oh, no, 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 no. It's it's, uh, Well, I mean, there is something to laugh about, which is... uh, (laughs) Is it the the direct attack on us? The direct attack on us? I took took this personal. No, what, 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 what was it? It was David Gordon Green clearly listening to our episode on 2018 <laughs> and putting Figaro in the fucking car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. They're bringing Figaro back. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was, it was Lori bleeding in the truck. The truck driving, because they got picked up by, like, a a random car, right? Like, Texas Chainsaw style. So, they're just sitting in the back of the truck. Lori's bleeding out. And she sees, like, the fire department going by. And she's like, let it burn! (laughs) (laughs) Which is also weird because, like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to. I'm trying not to, like, pick every little thing apart. But there's just so many frustrating things about it. But whatever. I'll leave that one. I'll, I'll, I won't touch that one. There's just a million things that could have been done there. But anyway, so Michael Myers, we assume had been burned alive. Um, he was locked in a cage and set on fire. So we are right to assume that um, he wasn't, though. So uh, firefighters go in. They're trying to put it out. Michael, I did. There's things I like, dude. When Michael kills the first firefighter, I was like, that's fucking sick. Like pickaxing his head and like. I, I thought that was a cool moment where the firefighter's laying there and he's like calling for help because he fell through the floorboards, so he's in the basement and he like yeah. SOS and, and Myers then, is Myers is there not burning. Myers is there not burning, which is insane. I, <laughs> I I understand that, but I just loved him being like, "Wait, someone's here!" Like I I dug that. There was a cool that was cool. Um, but then Michael walks out of the fucking house. 
Like he's f- like he is the fucking like like you said I guess it, like a Jason moment right where yeah he's like I'm gonna fuck you all up and he is seventy years old and he absolutely obliterates these firemen who just stand there and he he does it in hand to hand combat like yeah he's wielding a pickaxe as if he's <laughs> a trained martial artist yes. It's 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 absolutely insane. Um, it's fucking absurd. Choreographed fight scene. Dude, a full choreographed fight scene, dude. No, there's seven of them out there. They all have weapons, and, and one of them has a fucking chainsaw, and and Michael stops him, and it's just like, dude, what, what am I doing here? Anyway, we go to the movie where we'll spend the rest of the fucking movie. Lori undergoes surgery. Lori undergoes surgery with the loved ones. There's a lot of reeling from the loss. And that that's that's rightfully so. They're talking about their dad who died. I mean, people were murdered, you know. Um uh that oh the uh, the second uh totally irrelevant and unnecessary scene, and again, not Michael's MO. Uh is the couple that live next door to Lori, who he just kills for no reason. And, and, uh, I don't know why, if you want to say it was to get a weapon, okay, then why does he take the guy and just start plunging knives into his back as if it's like a pin cushion, like it's a game? Like, is it, he's never done anything even remotely like that, dude. He's just picking up knives and just stabbing them to the guy. Like the guy's dead. Like he's just like doing it for fun. Yeah. Which is an effective kill. It's cool, but it's like it just doesn't make sense in this universe whatsoever. That's always my problem. I, I, I will not argue that it's not brutal and that the kills aren't great, but it that's why it doesn't work for me. It just it doesn't feel like Michael. It's not scary. There's nothing scary about that scene. Like <laughs> rewatching one, one of the most one of the greatest things about Halloween is it's fucking creepy. It's scary. Yeah. It's cre- it's Yeah. Well, I think we said that in in our Halloween five episode, um, something that works the best about Michael is that he doesn't have a lot of screen time. Yeah, so it leaves a lot to your imagination. He's just kind of a, a creepy lurker in the shadows. Yeah, and when he does show up, it's menacing because he shows up and he does what he came to do. So when you give him a lot of screen time, it takes away from that creepiness. Yeah. And then when you give him what he's doing in this, it takes away all creepiness. He's not. There's nothing scary about this. No. And, and uh, something else is in that first one, the dude, the motherfucker's seven feet tall, but he somehow evades detection, right? A lot. Um, and in these, he's just like always kind of fucking hanging out and they're just like, hey, look, there's Michael. And he's like across the street, just standing there. And you're like, oh shit, what the fuck is that? Like, like and in the first one, it's there's like this, there's this element of just like, oh, like, this guy's enormous, but like he can also he's he's an enigma. He he can like go invisible, sort of. Um, yeah, yeah, the boogeyman effect. Yeah, right. And How many times people spot him and then like do a double take and he's not there? Right, anymore. exactly, exactly. And then this one, this one, he's just a fucking bull in a china shop, <laughs> dude, he's running like, through shit, <laughs> plowing into people, walking in, or just walking around town, murdering people. Um, anyway, so he fucking kills these two people that, uh, again, m- more new characters that we don't <laughs> get anything, we don't get anything out of. So, 
Um, and also, so far, none of these victims have even remotely tried running away. They all they all just stand there being like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, the first fire guy he kills outside the house is just spraying him with the hose. Does not even move. Like, <laughs> and, and Michael fucking shoves a pickaxe into his fucking face. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> And these two people, they they get got in their home. The poor woman's just standing there being like, what are you doing? And I should have listened to Tommy Doyle. <laughs> should have went to the bar to hear him tell that fucking story again. <laughs> should have <should> took heed. <laughs> um, now, ever, in here, this is, I'll, I guess I'll talk about it right now because we're getting to it, right? The biggest issue I have with this movie is the element of who knows about Michael Myers or how much they know about Michael Myers and also how little they know about Michael Myers simultaneously. And it's so out of whack. We're living in a world where he was arrested and put in jail. You would know his face. There would be TV specials about him. He would be all over the fucking news. He, Great point. He was fucking arrested. Dude, a podcaster was aware of his fucking mask. So, like, everyone knows his mask and who this fucking guy is. And, the, like, the two people in the house are like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> the, great point. And, and then to the part later on where nobody can identify him without a mask. And and literally, Tommy Doyle's like, well, how are we supposed to know? That was he's been locked up for 40 years, and there's been count like we know that there's podcasters doing research on this. You would know his identity and what he looks like. There would probably how many thinking of like Charles Manson, how many Charles Manson interviews there were each year, absolutely with him. Absolutely, the anniversary of this would be on the news every fucking day. There'd be eight HBO documentaries, there'd be eight million podcasts about it, it'd be everywhere, dude. It is actually obscene, and it, again, it's like super fucking insulting, like the, the intelligence of the people watching this, because in the there's a news segment, right, where they're like they're talking about the murder, they're just finding out about the murders um, from 2018 at, at the houses, right? So the newscasters like there were four people murdered. We don't know what's going on. Oh, and also by the way, we still don't know where these two guys are. And they flash, they flash the people because if we remember, the bus crashed in the first one, and that's how Michael gets out. And so does another person from another inmate, an inmate that is four foot tall and looks like Danny DeVito's penguin from Batman Returns, the, the complete opposite of Michael, right? The, the fucking polar opposite of what Michael looks like. And yet, for some reason, the news broadcast is not like, they're just like, yeah, yeah, they show pictures of them. They show pictures of, they show a picture of Michael. They show a picture of the other guy. But they're, they're just like, well, who who knows who these two guys are, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we find them. Like, dude, they would be like, hey, uh, FYI, that fucking murderer is back on the loose. So everyone be aware. And also, there's this other guy that's on the loose that's just going to be kind of waddling around. Don't worry about him. Just find him and call us <laughs> because he really needs to get his medicine. And, <laughs> like, we really just want to find him and get him home safe because <laughs> that man is sick. But also, there's this guy that's eight feet tall that we know has murdered people. And we really you need to not be around this fucking guy. <laughs> 
A plus point. A plus. And that is so fucking insane. And and the fact that everyone in that bar watches that and and, and still somehow no one knows who Michael is. No one knows who Michael is except little John later when he sees the back of his head and is like, God damn it, Michael came home. <laughs> the only guy. Little the John movie. and Big John. <laughs> I mean, that's that has to be, uh, what, what, what's his name? McBride. He had to come up with those two names. You know <laughs> For like, sure. Oh, right. For sure. Fucking Big John and Little John. I, I'm excited to talk about them because I do think Little John and Big John I think that segment, those segments with those two, I think they work in other Halloween movies. This movie, though, takes itself so fucking seriously. Yeah, okay, I agree. I, I completely agree. I don't even know if they would work in other Halloween movies, but I think any other horror movie, yeah. those guys would be great. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, horror movies need that comedic relief. Even a movie like Texas Chainsaw Massacre has Franklin, who's yeah. a fucking goofball, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and and these guys are fine. I, I like these two characters, but you are correct, and I I agree with you. Like this movie takes itself so seriously, they just seem out of place. They're even at one point. I mean, the whole hospital thing. I feel like is supposed to be a commentary on something. I don't know what. It seems like it's like honestly like a nine eleven commentary, <laughs> like from like when nine eleven actually happened, and we just like. You know what I mean? Like we just found anyone to be an enemy, and we were. Just, you know what I mean? Like Jamie Lee is on record. Jamie Lee's on record saying that it was filmed, you know, a year prior, but it is very much a commentary on like the White House storm, the the insurrection. So that's what I thought, um, but so that doesn't even really work. Honestly, I'll be honest. Like I, I agree. I, I think she's trying to make it relevant uh, to to that because it was filmed before. You can't. It you was. Can't yeah, it wasn't. It was supposed to come out before. Um, but whatever, it's a commentary on. <laughs> doesn't <idiotic>. fucking work. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it, they failed. They failed because those guys. And I can't take credit for this. This is uh, moderate chaos. Zach, long long time listener. Him and his wife. Uh, he he messaged me as he was watching it. It was the same night that I was, or he watched it the night before I did. He said that the mob was <laughs> basically the characters of South Park, and I, I I I could not agree more. Like the fact that they weren't saying they took her jobs was baffling. <laughs> but but they were Sean. I don't know if you picked up on it. They, they were literally saying rabble. Rabble 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 rabble. Literally saying, twenty twenty one, a bunch of rabble rousers, fucking mob. Rabble, rabble, if, rabble, I, rabble. if I was super passionate about something and I was like, I'm going to fucking kill someone, and I don't care who's with me, and like a group group of people were with me and were like, we're gonna go storm this and fucking get shit done. The second I heard people saying rabble, I would just be like, I'm. Whatever. It's a lost cause. Like, I'm fucking going home. <laughs> I've aligned myself with the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not for me. <laughs> nothing nothing good is going to come from this. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucking amazing. Um, fuck, man. Oh, boy. So, the cops, um, they find the crime scene. And, and again, the, like... It's just like this movie is just like so fucking weird what they do and don't do. 
the cops find the crime scene from basically the 2018 movie, which I, I kind of dug that, like finding all the same shit from the first movie. I, I kind of liked seeing some yeah, closure sure. on that. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, the fugitive, fugitive's on foot. His name is Michael Myers. Go get him. Okay. So, like, everyone does, like, they acknowledge so often how, how everyone knows this guy. <laughs> but then at the same time, no one knows him and <laughs> appears to not know anything about him or what he looks like. Um, the, the news breaks at the bar, which we already discussed. Um, the, the nurse and the police officer even mentioned that they lived on the street where the murders happened. So you're developing these characters, which is great. Um, until it's not, um, <laughs> They, they, there's a moment where they, you mentioned they encounter Michael in a car who's not actually Michael. Um, and, and again, it's like those people and it's the nurse and the doctor who they're like, they even, they even approach Tommy and they're like, we know all about the boogeyman. Everyone does. He he says, everyone knows about the boogeyman. It's scary shit. Right. That's, That's literally what they say. And then at the same time, they kind of are like, oh, it's it's the guy. Uh, the, I saw him. He's the guy on TV. And they immediately assume it's Michael. Which do, So do they know it's Mike? Like, it's so... It's so frustrating. Anyway, it's not Michael. It's the fucking other. It's Danny DeVito who's running around. The penguin running, <laughs> running around. <laughs> but whatever. Then we finally meet Little John and Big John. Um, and as we said... Fun characters, great characters, does not fit this movie uh, whatsoever. And at the end of the day, they don't. So Little John and Big John, they're on they're on screen so often, right? Yeah. And, and what do we get from them? <laughs> yeah, other than comedic relief, I'm not really sure what their point is because they're introduced they get like punked by little kids yeah kids trick them into thinking somebody's what swallowed a razor blade yeah and then uh they enter their house like steal all their candy yeah and like whatever i mean if that was gonna michael should have killed them then like that would have been like you know a double a double fake right uh but they're still very much around after and then they're just kind of wasted it's a total the, waste. I would argue they're probably the two most interesting characters in this movie. Agreed. Fucking agreed. And and they're fucking killed off. So, like, we're done with them. Like, it's fucking insane. And the, basically, the reason they're there, I guess, is to introduce that they live in the Myers house. In the old Myers house, right. And that's it. That's fucking it. And <laughs> that's fucking... That's it. And you got Michael McDonald, who's Little John, who's great. And um, Scott MacArthur as Big John... And uh, if you know the Righteous Gemstones, he played Scotty in that. And he is fucking hilarious. He was also on Mad TV, too. Two Mad TV alums. Um, He was in the later seasons at the end, just kind of as like a standby. I think he was honing his craft at the time. But he's fucking funny as hell in the Righteous Gemstones, which is also a Danny McBride and uh, whatever the fuck Mm. that guy's name is. David Gordon Green? David Gordon Green. Yeah. That's that's another one of their things. So um, I think they brought him in, which... I fucking loved them in this. Like, I do love those two characters so much. Like, they fucking cracked me up. I mean, it's insane, but it does not fit it at all. And also them calling each other strictly Little John and Big John. <laughs> they, they, do not, they do not miss a sentence where they don't address one another as Big John and Little John. When they're, when they're casing their own house later 
And they're just like, hey, Big John, you good? Uh, yeah, Little John, this room's clear. How are you doing, Big John? <laughs> like, it's fucking obscene. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and I do, I like you said, like, I feel like fucking Danny McBride was just writing that, laughing his ass yeah. off. And, like, yeah. it, it is fucking funny as fuck, but not in this movie. <laughs> I mean... In in 2018, I had the same problem uh, when the fucking dad, the guy from Pete and Pete, oh yeah, was talking about rubbing peanut butter on his dick. You know, it's like I don't. Why? <laughs> it's true. Imagine the 78 version. Like, <laughs> the girl's cop dad was saying that. Like, what the fuck? You, no, nobody would watch another one. <laughs> Or, or how about Lonnie consoling uh, Allison later, who whose father died hours ago, murdered, brutally murdered in front of her. Uh, and, and Lonnie's like, yeah, I knew your dad. We uh, did fucking psychedelics and he got naked in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, no, no, that's, that's Rob Zombie inspired. Right that now. really is. That really is. What the fuck? Why, dude? A grieving child <laughs> lost her dad in the most brutal fashion of all time, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did know your dad." Uh, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. Uh, Allison's in the ho- uh, in the in the hospital, just walking around. She sees a butt ass naked Sartan, which is weird. Um, but weirder is I realized (laughs) later on a a grieving mother also is walking by and sees her dead son. For some reason, this hospital's morgue slash autopsy in plain view of like general population, uh, in a glass wall, (laughs) crystal clear glass walls. And it's like, it appears to be like in the middle of like in a cube in the middle of the hospital, (laughs) Like a fucking, like a fucking aquarium. Like you walk around. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I've never seen anything like it. And everyone just can see every dead person in there naked, fucking butt ass naked, getting torn apart. The weirdest fucking setup I've ever seen. Um, that was fucking weird. Uh. And the Stroh ladies, like I mentioned, are pushing that uh, this narrative that Michael doesn't really care about Lori, uh, and it was just the doctor. So Michael is just, I, I don't know, doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, I guess. And, and they push it throughout the entire movie. Um, and this is <laughs> where you start losing me here because <laughs> uh, Michael Anthony Hall, Tommy, Michael Anthony Hall, is that his name? Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall. Immediately starts being like we're rounding up a posse this ends tonight (laughs) there's really not a ton of oh i guess how do they know michael's involved exactly (laughs) if they can't identify him on the tv or know what he looks like how how do they think i don't know it's fucking weird anyway um another scene of giving Lori a knife, which would work if Lori was involved in this movie whatsoever, but instead she's not and doesn't use the knife, so. <laughs> Hopefully she uses it in the third fucking movie. Imagine they set that up for that to be like a fucking, remember this knife from the same movie? 
<laughs> that my granddaughter hid under my pillow, but it's back. <laughs> anyway, the entire town shows up to the hospital. Um, yeah. Uh, some of them are looking for their loved ones. I appreciate that because they, you know, they massacred a million first responders. Um, and there's also a lot of people dead from the first one, all in the hospital tonight. So I dug that aspect of being like, where's my son? Is my son hurt? Like, no one knows. I, I, I agree. I agree. No one knows if their kid's out doing Halloween or if they've been killed. So they're all at the hospital. They're all there. It makes yeah. sense. Um, Fear, you know. And, and that makes the mob more believable. Like yes. People just joining in, you know, angry. <laughs> <confused>. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the pile. <laughs> uh, and and that does make sense to an extent, but there is like town folk. Like later on, dude, they're like shaking the news van, like <laughs> like swinging from like the fucking light poles. <laughs> chanting Evil dies tonight, which we haven't even got to yet. But we even got to that. That takes like a quarter of the movie. <laughs> That's like, like my problem with it. Like, yeah. So much time wasted on that. The, we're not even at the 50 minute mark. So like, again, like up to this point, I'm like really kind of okay with it. Other than this like whole nonsensical, we don't know who Michael is, but we kind of know who Michael. Like we all know Michael, but we don't. <laughs> like very convenient. Uh and honestly, it makes me appreciate, we, we kind of mock the whole, like, the the other movies where, like, the people in the town are wearing Michael masks, you know? Yeah. We're, we're always like, what the fuck is that? Which, again, like, realistically, like, the town wouldn't sell the masks. But Michael is clearly a nationally known fucking murderer. So And, and those right. those movies have addressed it by being like, yeah, of course you can buy that guy's fucking mask, right? Like, like fucking scary as shit. And in this movie, they're just like, wait, what does he wear? He wears a ma- what? What? <laughs> is that Michael? Is that little four foot guy my- screaming, help me, Michael? <laughs> which, which, which their argument would be, you know, the other movies don't exist. So maybe people don't know. But the podcasters not only knew, but had access to the very mask that he wore uh, and brought it to him. Absolutely. So, so there's no way other people wouldn't be aware of Dude, that. it would be like, think about what we know about serial killers, right? Like John Wayne Gacy. There'd be a million pictures of him with the mask on. There'd be a million fucking mug shots and like, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it would be everywhere. Like, this guy wore this fucking weird ass mask and killed everyone. And by the way, this guy killed his fucking sister before. Right. It would be, oh my God. Anyway, so Tommy Doyle. Well, oh, dude, this is the scene. This is where everyone starts fucking pep talking each other. It's fucking insane. The doctor and the nurse show up, as do the entire OG crew, and Allison and her boyfriend are now like, Allison's like, I'm going to hunt him down tonight. He, no one messes with this town and my family. (laughs) You're like, oh, God damn it. This is like, it's very melodramatic, right? And I think that's that's where Little John and Big John don't fit in. Because it's so over-the-top dramatic that you're like, oh, my God. Like, the tone is, like, insane. And then it gets to Little John and Big John being like, bees shake their ass. <laughs> Dude, when, when Big John is fucking, like, singing that weird, creepy old Halloween song, I fucking love that scene. Like, he's just fucking getting high and being, like, singing some weird, like, spooky song. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like it just it, the tone is like so it like it's jarring to see the jump in tone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, so Tommy is going around to gas stations, just approaching people, being like, "I'm looking for people that want to get their hands dirty. Strength in numbers. <laughs> Let's get them." And Tommy is giving tips on how to fight Michael. He's like, "We." We're gonna fight him with his own, with his own, uh, like fucking whatever, his own technique. Like, we we gotta surprise him. Hey, which again, again, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy never saw him in action, ever. Tommy, how the he fuck the would house. you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Michael has been locked up since that night for forty years. So, the fuck are you talking about, Tommy? Michael has been in jail an entire. 40 years. Tommy comes out being like, I know how he fights. This is how we're going to get him. This is how we're going to get him. Which, by the way, his his thought is we're going to surprise Michael. He leads an army of 800 people everywhere he goes. Least surprising attack of all time. Just screaming and chanting. Yeah, we're going to sneak up on him. Oh, <laughs> forming a mob that chants nonstop is the worst strategy I've ever heard. Hear him coming from a mile away. A mile. <laughs> Dude, and again, there's, there's, there's a scene where it cuts to outside the hospital. Outside the hospital. Not even the maniac mob inside the hospital. Outside the hospital. And they're shaking a news van and climbing up on poles and being like, evil dies tonight. <laughs> this is the loudest scene I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Hey, Michael, and by the way, uh, Michael, uh, I mean, everyone's following the the lead that, like, Michael is only going after Lori, which, again, without part two, (laughs) without any other movies, you wouldn't even think that, really. You would not. You would not. Because it's the same night as 2018. It would only make sense if, like, some time passed after 2018. People were like, holy shit, he's back to finish, like, what he started, and he somehow... Remembered her name from where she lived, and the whole crew's like, They're chasing Lori, (laughs) he's coming here. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, the other crew of the OGs uh, encounters kids on swings, they're wearing the Halloween three masks, which is a fun little moment. Um, and everyone here is. Everyone is fucking murdered except Lindsay. All of these characters that we have now been introduced and love and like, not love, but like, we're like, I can get on board with these characters. I'm starting to learn about them. This is fun. They're all fucking dead in in, in a matter of minutes. They're all fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor, the nurse, uh, the nurse from the original movie. Uh, does anyone else die? No, I think that's it. And then Lindsay escapes with her like Lord of the Rings uh, hiding under the tree moment where, where Michael can like <laughs> sniff her out, <laughs> but but does it and walks across a bridge, <laughs> which is also weird because Michael walks across the bridge, but somehow has like propped up an entire scene at that same area later on. But whatever. Yeah. Also, the original nurse, when she's being attacked by Michael, screams, this is for Dr. Loomis. (laughs) (laughs) Michael didn't kill Dr. Loomis. No, yeah, wait. Wait. Wait, what are they saying happened to Loomis? 
in this in this universe? That's a good question. Uh, maybe they di- no. I think they mentioned that he might have said something in 2018. Right? I feel like 2018 they said he had like cancer though. <laughs> like yeah I, yeah yeah no no he I I would put money down. I'm confident that they Michael he did not die as a result of the 1978. No, I I honestly think, and I don't know why I think this, so I might be totally wrong, but I really feel like they were like, yeah, he got cancer because he was so stressed out about Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I know it's abs- absurd, but, like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> With the writing we get in these, like, uh, Loomis. Uh, it is announced. So, yeah, yeah, her screaming... This is for Loomis. Makes <laughs> such little sense. It would make sense if he didn't if he didn't eliminate every sequel. <laughs> then it would make sense because then Michael has blown up Loomis. You know he's burned Loomis. <laughs> oh my god! People have probably people have probably heard about all this fucking shit that Loomis went through. <laughs> so then that would make sense. But he decided to eliminate all of those. So there's really no reason to, to say that. <laughs> oh my god! Um, wait. In January, yeah, because like Loomis, yeah, I think Loomis dies of natural causes because then Doctor Sartan takes over. Correct. And he was like Doctor Sartan was his like former student, following Loomis's death. Yeah, Loomis like lives a long, plentiful. (laughs) (laughs) He totally does not worrying about Michael at all. <laughs> Unlike everyone else in this fucking town, Loomis <laughs> just retired, went to a fucking beach. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it sucks. Fucking, that's weird. That's weird that everyone stayed in that fucking town. Everyone else in town is fucking <laughs> but, counting the minutes for Michael to return. I can't sit in a room with fucking Tommy Doyle again, fucking telling me the same fucking story we all know over and over again. <laughs> Oh boy. And um this is, we hit the 50 minute mark and this is where it gets real fucking weird in my opinion. This is where things get really fucking weird. Um uh at the hospital Lori's now sharing a room with the sheriff and they reveal that they almost had a relationship. I believe is the takeaway there. Um yeah. Maybe setting something up for the next movie, I guess, or maybe well, just Why are they both in that room? I mean, listen, I know somebody's going to come up with Sheriff it. Sheriff was fucking stabbed in the throat, wasn't he? They were both, they both underwent like massive surgery. Um, <laughs> they should probably, and a man and a woman in the same room, I don't think is really. I don't think that's a normal occurrence. Yeah. You don't have like co-ed. Yeah. That's a little fucking weird, especially for two people that they're probably like pissing in bedpans and shit. Like no one really, I don't know. But I could say, you know, if the hospital is overflowed, you would sure, pair sure. people up. But I don't think it would well, be Hawkins these two. Hawkins <laughs> should have a vocal cord. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's a little fucking weird. But, um, the, the, the dude, the, the way these people rebound from massive surgery is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the water in Haddonfield. Lori is fucking fine. And Hawkins is just talking to fucking, it tells a fucking 35-minute story later on. The guy's fucking throat was ripped open. He's like, uh, let me tell you about my entire history with Michael Myers. <laughs> anyway, Tommy's now at the hospital giving another pep talk, and this is where we get it. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. 
Yes. And the sheriff, he is leading a uh, mob of, uh, what, do you, what would you call them? Um, vigilantes. A vigilante mob. They want to kill Michael. The sheriff, who is a guy that wears a cowboy hat, uh, that's how you identify him as a sheriff, you know, in fucking Haddonfield, Illinois. He he shows up and he's like, no, like, don't do this. Like, this, like, and fucking Tommy's like, we have watched your department fail tonight. <laughs> what have they done? They haven't even gotten a chance to do anything. Like, they, they literally just found out everyone's fucking dead. Like, no, no one knew. What was happening? Until they're, they're all on the same timeline, right? Yes. They're all finding it out at the same time. Yes. Dude, the news breaks in the bar, and that's only about the four people murdered at the houses. Like, the cop just found out that there's like 25 people dead at the fucking Strode compound. Like, this is all fucking new. Like, and he's like, you guys have fucking failed. <laughs> they, they haven't even been able to secure the fucking hospital because of these Looney Tunes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Tommy then storms into Lori's room, which must have been a delight for Lori. <laughs> you wake up from a fucking surgery and Tommy Doyle's like, we fight tonight. <laughs> and you're like, excuse me? And Tommy Doyle's like, riding, he's alive. Riding, after riding on the back back of a truck... With, with with your daughter and your granddaughter, after experiencing another traumatic event, forty years to the date of the first one, and, and then having Tommy show up screaming that in your face. <laughs> oh man, it's fucking insane! And then, but like Lori joins in too, and then she joins into the pep talk, and everyone is just saying these like very like again dramatic like like quotes on Instagram, like I am the storm <laughs> quotes. Like, like Lori's like, we fight. We always fight. What does that mean? Lori? What, what you, we always fight. You fought once. Like, well, you didn't fight once. Honestly, once. Like, you were a victim. And like, honestly, you hit, you hit in a fucking closet and stabbed him with a coat hanger. <laughs> and then Loomis came and shot him out of a balcony. <laughs> like we always fight. What are you saying? What does that Dude, mean? Nobody's done anything. <laughs> Nobody's done. Okay, so again, again, this would work better if he kept the sequels. Yes, then you can make a case that Michael has been a pain in your ass. Yes, year after fucking year, yes. every year this asshole gets locked up and he escapes and he comes back and you guys have to fucking team up and you're sick of this shit. That I would be fine with it, but but you are going so hard out of your way to make sure those don't exist. And now these people are like, this ends fine. You guys have experienced nothing. You guys have experienced nothing. (laughs) Dude, even (laughs) again, like, and then Lori's daughter, Karen, um, who is, uh, what's that actress's name? She's great. Um, Judy Greer. Judy Greer. She's like, mom, there are police that are trained at killing and apprehending people. We don't need Tommy, and we don't need these fucking lunatics or you doing anything. And and she's like, and she says, "There's a system in place for this." <laughs> and fucking Lori goes, "The system's failed." What? How? how? <laughs> a fucking bus crash, and Michael's on the loose. The system was working completely fine. <laughs> The system has not failed at all. As a matter of fact, keeping that motherfucker locked up for 40 years is uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, considering he has superpowers, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. And then she like... I just just can't... 
like talking about it out loud just makes it even so much it more does. ridiculous. It makes it to, insane. To have the entire town be like, we are so sick of this shit, which <laughs> would make sense because somebody somebody has been laying this blueprint out for this director for three fucking decades, for four fucking decades, they have been doing this. And you just eliminate it all, but then still want to keep it so that the townsfolk are like, I'm so tired of this bullshit. You had one night of a fucking headache. One night, and then now it's back. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and with you saying the blueprint, again, like that's another frustrating part about this. You know what the fans like and don't like about this franchise. You have... Uh, I would say two movies, the first two, right? Where people are like, these are fucking great. Use that. Use that. Use that blueprint. (laughs) Why would you go against it? I mean, unless you're rebooting the whole thing, Rob Zombie style, in which case, that's your artistic choice to do whatever you want at that point. Yes. Yes. But to be like, we're picking up, these are the sequels to part one now. Like you're you you are held to that. Like we can't I can't be like well, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> and Lori, this scene with Lori, her monologue here is like some of the most melodramatic of the movie, where she like picks up a needle and jams it into her own ass, which you don't need, you don't need to do for pain medication. <laughs> well, fucking roids, she stabs it into her ass. And fucking Karen's like, what? Why? Do you even know what that is? She's like, it makes the pain go away. <laughs> Dude, which also, she's been there for what? A total of 60 minutes? Like, <laughs> why Why does she even have access to that? Why does she need more pain meds? Like, just, what is happening? And she gives this dramatic speech about, let him take my head as I take his. That is an exact quote in this movie. And it's fucking absurd. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> also, Lori doesn't do shit. She's fucking sewed up. She's bleeding out. She she can't do shit. Let me take my let him take my head as I take his. Yeah, okay, Lori. Which by the way, <laughs> in fucking 30 minutes, her and Hawkins have a conversation. They're like, "Yeah, this Michael guy uh you can't really kill him." <laughs> <laughs> fucking even the cop in that moment says something like about hindsight like i wish we knew that back then (laughs) why aren't you telling anyone else (laughs) what anyway we now go back to the johns whose home's been invaded and and michael is there um which sure it's it's the michael house right it's it's his old house yeah and they do their best to secure their house um and again Great kill scenes, like I do love them. Like gouging out a guy's eyes. Uh, does it fit Halloween? I don't know, but it's cool to see. Um, but ultimately, none of this or the background of the Johns is necessary. So it it, it was just kind of a waste, honestly. Like it's unfortunate. Like I think those characters are fun, um, but hey, what can you do? And hey. Remember how no one knows what Michael looks like? Well, little John does because he walks in on the back of Michael. Michael's looking out the window. He only sees the back of Michael's head. And he says, Michael, you've come home. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking kidding me? What the? (laughs) (laughs) You've come home. Uh... Imagine. So so let's say. Like, let's say this house I just bought. I know I know what the owner 
who I bought it from looks like. Yes. Right? Yeah. Imagine I knew he was, you know, psychotic. Yeah. And then I see him in my home. Yes. I'm not saying his name and then be like, you've come home. <laughs> Fuck out! What are you? I'm gonna fucking murder you! Get out of my house! I, I am running the fuck out of there, <laughs> which is hilarious because Michael slowly turns and then just kills him. So I guess he <laughs> he didn't do anything. He just stood there, being like, "Well, I guess this is your house again." <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that. Huh? <laughs> it's the end of this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It's honestly nuts that, like, somebody sat down with a pen and paper and was like, this works. This this is, this is logical. We're really basing this. We're really rooting this in reality right now. <laughs> um, back at the hospital, we get to the, the scene. The scene of the movie, in my opinion. This is a, this is like a 20-minute segment of the movie of, uh, uh, the the inmate that escaped that looks like the penguin is now in the hospital. He is separated by glass somehow, and he's screaming, "Help me!" He is screaming, "Help me!" He's like, "Help me!" He's got a big gash on his head. He's poor. He's a little guy, long string hair. Tommy Doyle looks at this guy and is like, "It's fucking Michael." <laughs> <laughs> It's Michael. It's Michael. <laughs> and like, I get that they're like trying to do something about mob mentality here, but why? Right. Why? And it doesn't work. Like, I loved the. But Sean, first Sean, one. Uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. At one point, somebody is like, "How do you know that's Michael?" And and, and Tommy Doyle is like, "Well, I don't. But who else could it be?" And they're just like, so it happens oh. like three. <laughs> Times. It happens like three fucking times. Somebody's like, is that Michael? And they're like, it's fucking Michael. <laughs> fucking uh, Karen and Allison are like screaming at people being like, that's not him. Which, you know, the town should probably listen to because they're the only ones that know. And they're like, that's not Michael. But no one's listening. And, and I just don't get the mob mentality underlying story of just like, this is... This is what it is. Like, I don't know. They're not They're not revealing anything, right? Like, this isn't... Like, I love the first one. I loved the, like, feminist message in the first one. And, like, tackling, like, Me Too and giving us three super strong female um, yeah. characters. And then in this one, it's as if they're like, yeah, fuck that. Like, like, these women are kind of walked all over the entire movie. Like, Karen... Like, no one's listening to them. <laughs> Fucking Lori's yeah. in her bed the entire movie. Like, none of them matter in this. That's correct. We spent a whole movie in 2018 being like, these Dude, women When the daughter are shows so back bad. up in a few minutes, well, the granddaughter, Judy yeah. Greer's daughter, shows up in a few minutes. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, I honestly forgot she existed. Dude, same. And she was, like, the main character in the first one. They're, dude, the end of the first one, like, I do love that. I fucking love that scene of all three we of them. Said, I, I think I think we said that in our episode. Yeah. The three of them riding away, it'd be like, okay. Like, like I'm I'm fine with that. That's, that's good. That's a good ending. Dude, when fucking Karen, like, reveals that she is also a badass because of the way her mother raised her, and she's just like, fuck you, and, like, knows how to use weapons, it's just, like, one of the coolest fucking things. Like, when she says, gotcha. <laughs> in this one. 
Well, no, which is uh, so when she says gotcha in the first one, oh. like, eh, all right, all right. Yeah. When she says gotcha in this, dude, saying it to the same guy on the same night <laughs> twice. Dude, you'd be like, I, maybe I should stop saying gotcha because that does not seem to work. Because, you, because both times you don't, neither times you got him. To, to <laughs> I, I know the writers were so fucking geeked out to be like, oh my god, people are going to go nuts when she says gotcha again. <laughs> I actually hated the gotcha in this one. Which of is course fun. you did. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiotic. Because honestly, the first one and with the gotcha, it worked so well. And you were like, this is it. This is a great way to end Michael, right? Like, I was fine with it, honestly. Like, if that's the end of Michael, I fucking loved it. Like, I did. I really did love that. But <laughs> to do it again in this one, and it's, like, the least... Like, the first ending is so impressive. Like, she, like it's so over the top, but it's great. Where it's just, like, they basically built a prison in the basement to capture him and kill him. Yeah, they booby-trapped him. Dude, yeah. fucking amazing. Like, right? It's over the top, but it's cool. And, like, you do actually have him. You you locked him in a fucking cage. <laughs> Gotcha works. This one, it's like, you know, we'll get there, but like, it's just a bunch of townspeople there, and she's like, gotcha. Fucking Tommy Doyle. Yeah, I got Tommy Doyle. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Not a booby trapped house, like, detonating to explode on you, fucking trap you in a fucking walls of flame. You you got Tommy Doyle. Tommy Tommy Doyle with a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) Old Huckleberry. Kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Gotcha. This is, you know what? I know the fucking house of fire didn't kill you, but we got a woman with an eye. Oh, fucking uh, Sean. <laughs> yeah. So again, I know that movies are subjective, right. and I've been, I've been saying from the get go. I know this is divisive. I know that there's people that really enjoyed this. You can't. You can't tell me in good conscience that when a, a woman showed up with a fucking iron to fight Michael Myers, you thought that was cool and that you're okay with that. You, you just can't tell me that. A okay. fucking iron? And if you don't know what we're talking about, there is a screenshot. You can screenshot this in the movie when the gang shows up to kill Michael Myers, when the mob shows up to kill Michael Myers. There is a woman carrying a fucking iron, like a... A iron, iron to iron clothes. To iron your clothes. Yes. <laughs> She's going to give him a what for? <laughs> a not plugged in iron. Anyway, back to the hospital. Um, Old and, fucking wrench off. And by the way, this is where I, I started laughing when I was watching this today at this scene because it's so insane. Everyone's chanting evil dies tonight and they start chasing this little five foot tall little weirdo around the hospital. This poor little guy. <laughs> but like, again, even if you, even if you didn't know Michael Myers face, Tommy has been talking about Michael Myers for 40 years. For forty years, this guy is like five foot one. There's, there's no way. And he was screaming. That he help wouldn't me. be like, <laughs> dude, a, a genuinely confused, lost old man that anybody could see. And also, there is a door separating them. So like, you had time to observe him too before you bust down the door, which they did. They're all just standing out looking at him. And this guy's like, "Why are you yelling at me?" That was my note confused. too. 
they they trap him in 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 a basically like a hallway where where Judy Greer has helped him lock himself in, um, <laughs> to like protect him so she could try and talk sense into them, which they ignore. But they can see him, and he looks so scared and sad, and like clearly not Michael Myers. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and doing that takes away. So like, if they didn't separate him and lock him in and the mob was just like running at him and someone's like that's michael that's legit mob mentality like all it takes is one person to point and the mob just like closes in on him but they give him ample time and i really mean ample time like consider time for the viewer to just have him separated and like looking around confused and everyone being like that's him that motherfucker and then like we said, people being like, "Are you sure it's him?" And, and and Tommy Doyle literally being like, "No, I'm not." But well, who else could it be? And there is a scene, and and the guy is confused. He's sad. He's trapped. And there is a mob of people outside chanting, "Evil dies tonight." And this is the scene that I've been talking about. They are shaking a news truck. They are standing on it. They are just chant. They want to see somebody dead. Um, yeah, and, and and this fucking little guy, fucking jumps out of a fucking window. He does. He no. fucking. It's fucking. It's insane. depressing. Honestly. It really is. It really is. And by the way. He jumps out of the window. He splatters on the pavement. It is an insane scene. And, and, like, his face twitches after he's dead. It's fucking awful. Honestly, it's awful to see. Because you know he's, like, an innocent fucking guy. Um, and immediately, immediately, they're like, uh, hey, uh, that's not Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Which, how do they even identify? Which, like, if they don't know what Michael looks like, how do they even identify that this is not Michael? Like, the sheriff, or not even the sheriff, it's the um, it's the cop from the first movie. Uh, I forget his name. Like, uh, begins with a B. Ah, uh, fuck. Whose daughter died yeah, in the first his one. His daughter died. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What. <sighs> it's like Baskin or something. I, I forget. Carol Baskins. Um, I, I don't know. But I'll pull it up. <laughs> I hate, I hate that me and you are both like these people that are like, I need to know this right now. Um, actually, it's probably more me than you, but. No, I'm also looking it up right now because uh, <laughs> any other time I could have said his name and the actor's name and I can't fucking think of it. He plays, I got him right here. Charles Cypher plays him. He Cyphers. Is that his name? No, Bat Bracket. Bracket. Lee Bracket. No, no, the, the actor's name is Cypher. Yeah, yeah. He, he's Bracket. Um. So he's back, um, and he, he's the one that's like, "That's not Michael," and everyone's like, "Oh, oh, all right." <laughs> oh, Tommy goes. He's always worn a mask. How do we know it's not him? That's that, everyone knows his fucking face. What are you? What are you saying? Like, what the fuck are you saying? Also, that that would make literally every person that you're not immediately familiar right. with uh, a potential suspect. Right. And then, and then they go with the element, which again I kind of touched upon in our Patreon episode about something else. But they're like, they're like going with this like over the top, like, um, like, eh, like commentary of like, uh, look at this, Michael's turned us into monsters. That's exactly what he wanted. What? What? Why would Michael? That's what they. That, that's honestly verbatim what they say. Like, this is. 
he's turning us into monsters. Like, and you're right. What? Michael doesn't want that. He just wants to fucking kill you in this movie. And again, <laughs> they're going back and forth on this message. Like, like, because right now, Laurie's talking to Hawkins, and Hawkins, like, Laurie's like, he's after me. And again, Hawkins is like, no, he's not. And Hawkins says, this is what Hawkins says to her. Hawkins says, he is the six-year-old boy with the strength of a man and the mind of an animal. That is his explanation for what Michael is doing and why. So he's saying he just does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Right. He just kills. So, no, Michael doesn't care that the town is in a frenzy. No, he's not trying to make you critically think about yourself. even understand that. You know, like, based off the information they're giving us about Michael... No. He doesn't know or care that the town is in a frenzy. That means nothing to him. No. He can't comprehend that. No. So it's more ludicrous that, like, in one scene, they're like, that motherfucker, this is exactly what he wanted. He's like the Joker. (laughs) He just wants us to turn on each other. It's like, no. (laughs) He doesn't give a shit at all about this. Um, Oh, my God. This is, like, a fucking long-ass episode. This is almost a two-hour episode. We're almost done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. We have a lot to say. I mean. So, yeah, I mean, this is a one to talk about, right? Like, this is a, this is one to talk about. So, basically, with all this information, nothing matters. Nothing fucking matters. <laughs> nothing fucking matters at all. We get a monologue about, I don't even remember from who. Um, oh, Hawkins, about how Michael likes looking out the window to again with this fucking window thing, but he's not looking out the window. He's looking at himself. (laughs) You just told me he has the mind of an animal. Dogs look at mirrors and bark at themselves because they think it's a fucking another person. Like he's not looking at himself. Like, God damn it. (laughs) Oh my God. And then he says he creeps, he kills, he goes home. But that is not... Anyway. Tommy Doyle's now super confused why Karen is super mad at him for killing an innocent guy. Karen's like, you killed an innocent person. He's, Tommy's like, well, uh, well uh, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> and then Tommy even says, I'm st- I'm going to go down swinging. So, like, he has no intentions of stop- <laughs> stopping. No, he, no, no. <laughs> also, like, again... This fucking movie, man. The whole timeline, I know we keep harping on it, but every time Tommy is on scene or anytime he says anything, it's impossible to not think of how little this really impacted Tommy's life. <laughs> and how he's, like, Tommy's wanted to do this for fucking 40 years. Like, it's not like he's been preparing. It's just something he's wanted to do. There's no other explanation for it. He is just, he's like almost the opposite of Lori, right? Lori prepared for the worst and was like, I'll be ready if it happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy did not prepare for shit. But like in his head was like this motherfucker's going to come can't back. Wait and I'm going to fucking <laughs> fight. I'm going to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> hit him with a bat and kill him. <laughs> Also, I know nothing about him. <laughs> Apparently, I could I couldn't identify him in a police lineup. <laughs> oh man, Lonnie takes his son and Allison to Michael's house by themselves, which not a great idea. Lonnie goes in. <laughs> <Fucking> Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie goes in. 
Um, you hear a gun go off, so the kids go in. They find the dead Johns. And uh, we start our finalish battle with Michael here. Um, they stab Michael. Uh, none of them can shoot him because apparently that's impossible in this movie. Um, and he ends up killing Cameron by just beating the living shit out of him before, <laughs> before yeah. breaking his fucking neck. Um, yes. It was, that was pretty tight. A little a little rough to watch uh, because, again, the kills are fine. Yeah. They can really direct the kills. But if that happened in the first movie, it would have been way more effective. I cared so little about Cameron in this movie yeah. because I only saw him for like 30 total seconds. Right. And he was at, just, it, wasn't it was, he kind of an asshole? <laughs> yeah, there's just so much like less impactful in this movie. Like Allison breaks up with him in the first one because I think because he's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's about to kill Allison. He has Allison dead to rights. And by the way, this motherfucker, fought, fought fucking grown ass firefighters, took their weapons away and killed them with their own weapons. Um, <laughs> Allison, he's at a standstill he's a- with with a butcher knife. They're in a battle of a test of strength. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, before he can kill her, of course, uh, Karen shows up, her mom, and stabs him with a pitchfork. <laughs> I don't know where right that back. came from, but. <laughs> I was fine with it. And dude, she fucking stomps on his head, curb stomps him on the stairs. Uh, pretty great. She also steals his mask. Um, yes. And <laughs> the everything cool about that moment where she fucks him up is done when she's like, hey, Michael, you want your mask? Come and get it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally taunting him. <laughs> and then r- runs away. And Michael's like, I got to get my mask back, I guess. <laughs> Like, another moment of, like, does Michael care about them? Why does Michael care about them? Why would he care about the fucking mask? (laughs) Right. Like, uh, yeah. Anyway. Hasn't worn it in 40 years until those idiot podcasters gave it to him. (laughs) Michael does chase her, leads her right to the... uh, Basically, I wrote this again, uh, leading him to the ending of the first one, which is Karen being like, gotcha. Exactly. And all this time, the gotcha is not a well-crafted plan. It's just a bunch of fucking townies that show up in their pickup trucks with two-by-fours and bats and iron. So this scene is basically uh, Arkham Asylum. For sure. Yes. And and Michael Myers is Batman (laughs) fighting Joker henchmen. (laughs) That's exactly how it's choreographed. It's absolutely choreographed that way. It's insane. Um the town beats the shit out of him. Um, but, but by the way, they allow him to pick up the mask and put it on. Like, in like a moment of like, all right, let's fight. Like, this is life or death. Like, hey, hey, let him get his iconic mask on before we attack him, please. <laughs> yeah, fair is fair. <laughs> let's get him prepared. Yeah, we, yeah, no cheap shots here, guys. <laughs> We don't want to lose our senses here. We, I, mean, I know we just murdered that fucking innocent guy at the hospital, but, uh, you know, we, we let Michael get his shit together before we do anything. Oh, man. And while all this is happening, we get the monologue from Lori, who 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 doesn't know anything. She, like, 
like she doesn't know any no one knows anything but she's basically like you can't defeat him with force he's more powerful than ever and like he gains power when he kills how, how would she know this and then this is what Hogan says He's, this is a quote. Gains power when he kills. <laughs> fucking leveling up. Boy, if we only if we only knew then what we know now. What? What? <laughs> Seems like he should tell people that. <laughs> you know, you know what's happening. Anyway, uh, they get him down. They shoot him. They stab him. Michael's dead. But then he immediately pops up after that monologue. Uh, killing like a hundred people <laughs> with ease, just slashing them <laughs> with complete ease, a fucking bloodbath, <laughs> including Tommy Doyle. Uh, Which okay, so I, we've been ripping on Tommy this entire time, right? Bringing him back in theory is cool, yeah, right? For sure. I was, I was very excited to hear Tommy Doyle was coming back. Yeah, what they did with him. I'm not a, that big of a fan of, but still, as a as a diehard fan of Halloween, it's cool to have Tommy Doyle back. They did it with Paul Rudd. I liked it. They did it now. I'm fine that they brought him back. What is the point of bringing Tommy Doyle back? He killed. And what is the point of having him? You know, be like the focal point of everything in this movie, just to fucking kill him. That is the problem with the entire fucking movie, because at the end of this movie, we are literally back at square fucking one. Lori is still hurt. Um, Something else happens, but we'll talk about that. But the the daughters are there. We are nowhere. We have gotten nowhere. In two hours, we are back at square one. They've introduced new characters that they've murdered. (laughs) They introduced old characters that we love. And we're like, oh, cool. That's cool to bring them back, and they've murdered all of them. <laughs> it's, it, it is legitimately cool to bring them back. Like, the nurse, right? Yes. The nurse with Loomis. That's so cool. Who thought of her after part one? Right. I didn't. To bring, and I love that. Like, I love that part of, like, the universe. Like, right. you forget about them, but they're still very much, like, real. And that, like, humanizes it. Like, oh, yeah, this person has been living with those events her life. Like, I'm glad that I get to see her side. And they did nothing with it. Right. Anything that wasn't bolted down in that first one and, like, you know they're dead was brought back. And I I was like, that's fucking tight. Like, you forget about the nurse. It's you cool. assume she's dead. It's cool. And to bring her back, like, that would have been such, like, insight, too. Like, you could use something with that character. Like, she was Loomis's nurse. She was know? there. Yeah. She was there with Michael for those, like, formative years. Yes. Yes, like there's something to be done there. And instead, she's just in a car being like, oh, well, this is for Loomis. He's <laughs> fucking killed. This is for Loomis, who died peacefully at the age of 78. <laughs> he lived a long and plentiful life, but he fucking hated you, Michael. Left behind eight grandchildren and two great grandchildren. <laughs> Really got over the events of that night really quickly. (laughs) 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 Fucking, it's, it's, it was, it's, it's kind of sucks, man. Like you, like, again, like you said, we ripped on Tommy Doyle, but like, it is cool to have him back. It it was cool to have Lonnie back. Lonnie's fucking dead. (laughs) None of these people are alive to make it to the end of the movie. And like, 
Except Lori. And I feel like they're going to kill her in the last one. I think so, too. And and you have been hammering this point, and I, I just agree more and more. It's that this is just filler, and none of it needed to happen. Like, you could have just given me 2018 and then the, the finale. Dude, and, like, again, like, there's cool moments. There's cool kills. You could have had him. You could have had him kill all the firemen in the first 15 minutes of the the last one you know like you could take every cool moment from this and put it into the end and we'd be fine (laughs) because square one we'd be like we're at square one again it's the same ending we are exactly where we left off in 2018 there was no conclusion there's nothing happens here i guess the one thing that we're learning is that michael is supernatural which i don't know kind of convolutes 2018 a little bit more but it does it does because 2018 they tried to humanize him right right? yeah whereas the end of the end of 78 loomis is like this is not a human being and he's not there anymore and they, they continue with that and then these guys tried to erase it all just to come back to that point. Yeah, and he he killed people in 78, so he should have been leveled up according to Lori, and he actually killed more people in this versions of 78 because there's a whole ending sequence where he kills an additional person, so you know. <laughs> You're right. So he should be like pretty leveled up, but instead he is arrested <laughs> by police. And now at the right page of 70, he's decided to, like, he's going to be a fucking Super Saiyan. And fucking, fucking 70. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tommy Doyle's dead. Um, everyone's kind of reeling. Karen and uh, Allison, though, they're at the Myers house for some reason. Uh, they, they, I guess they just left the fight. They were like, yeah, this is, we're done here. So they're at the Myers house, or Karen probably went to check on Allison, right? At the Myers house. That's probably what happened um, because she was there. Um, So Karen goes to check on her, and then for some reason is like, I'm going to (laughs) go into the Myers house and stand at that fucking window. (laughs) Which she does. And Michael has somehow transported himself from the streets into the house. And which has a police barricade around it, um, and kills Karen in the window in front of everyone. Judy Greer, yeah. Judy Greer's dead. Um with her daughter outside. Um and that is the end of the movie. With Michael looking at himself in the in the window. <laughs> looking <laughs> and Lori looking out her window. Reflecting reflecting on himself. The animal. Now, do you think do you think Judy is actually dead? He stabs the shit out of her, but I mean, like, she has to be right. She yeah. has to be. so like so like I only ask you that because they can't possibly bring her back, and I feel like I feel like they're going to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's possible, dude. If we get more scenes of people healing in the hospital, being like, oh, I'm gonna fucking fight him now. <laughs> Because, like, Judy was, like, really under, like, the, like, don't kill him, right? Like, don't let the police do it. Like, we don't need people trying to fight him. Um, So, I could totally see them, like, putting her in the hospital and being, like, I mean, like, based on what we're seeing here, they just bring everyone back to life. So, they're just, like, I could totally see them, her in the hospital being, like, all right, let's go get him. (laughs) 
evil dice tonight. <laughs> Where's Tommy when I need him? Where's the rabble rousers? Dude, Michael Myers killed everyone in the fucking town this night. So What is left in Halloween ends other than Jamie Lee, who is bedridden? <laughs> who will still be bedridden, by the way. She's not better. She's actually way worse. She she yeah, and she just stitches. injected herself. She just injected herself with fucking morphine. Dude, she ripped ass. out all of her stitches by kneeing a doctor in the nuts in the hallway. She, <laughs> she didn't even get to Michael. The doctor's running by her. She just knees him in the nuts and is like, oh, and then just starts fucking pouring out blood, which is the most realistic moment in the movie, honestly. She just had massive surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but like Agreed. she's not well she's not well the the sheriff's not well what are we doing like what is gonna happen here agreed unless they're gonna be like michael went oh my god i can't even imagine what they're gonna do joe i'm, I, I'm actually kind of excited <laughs> I, dude i am i am too i am too i'm fine I, I know what they're gonna do though i know i have a feeling they're gonna bring in dr death from part five <laughs> There's no way. There's no fucking Joe, way. He's gonna bodyboard down a river in Haddonfield and end up at a cave where where Doctor Death heals him, and now he's a hundred percent. Oh God! Dude, El- eliminating every fucking movie except for Doctor Death, just to bring them all back. Yeah. In every universe is a hobo that lives in a fucking shack on the Haddonfield River. Oh boy, man. What a what a mess. <laughs> what a mess. And and just to clarify, I know we've already just bashed it for two hours, but I really went into this super excited and I was like, I'm ready. I don't care if it's stupid. Same. It's October. I'm ready to just enjoy this. Ready to enjoy some stupid Michael stuff. And um, Dude, all day I was anticipating it. This was Friday. I, I was texting Tina being like, I cannot <laughs> to watch Halloween Kills. And even she, after like the third time, was like, but you didn't even like the first like, 2018 one. I'm like, I don't care. I, I am so excited to see it. Like, it's just one of those things. It's like uh, any movie is is in the franchise – I'm excited for right, so like I just want it to be good, and yeah, I just there are some people who are like, this is the best movie I've seen in a long time. That's crazy. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is um, this is a just a bad movie structurally. Like this does nothing for for this three film series it really doesn't it it was it, it seems like a cash grab almost like tune in to the one that actually matters <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll show you some stuff that like h- hardcore fans will be like oh that's awesome uh and then i agree and then nothing will happen and again, like some of the people who are saying, I just wanted to watch Michael Myers kill people. That's fine. Um, that's it's just not for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like, yeah, if you're looking at it from that level, I guess. But like, it's hard to when they're like, "This is, this is the we're following part one," right? Like, it's so much harder to give them credit for that when they're like. This is a direct sequel to part one. Yeah, agreed. 
They should have gone the Rob Zombie route. And we're gonna, yeah, and we're gonna tell our version of what happens after part one. Well, like if you do that, we have to hold you to part one also. (laughs) Oh boy, that's it though. Um, Hope you guys liked it. If you listened, um, we appreciate you, and uh, you know. That's all I've got. I don't know. Uh, we uh, By the time this launches, I promise I will have the merch pre-orders up. So head on over. This will hold me to fi- finalizing it. Head on over to IHateHorror.com. I will launch it the day this drops Tuesday. Um, IHateHorror.com. There will be a link there to uh, go to the store and pre-order the merch. Uh, I believe you could also go to store.ihatehorror.com, and that will send you over to the new store there. Um Long sleeve tees, short sleeve tees. We have some pins left available. Um, and all of them will come with a free new sticker, um, courtesy of our friend Il Trace, uh, who made an awesome D'Amato design for us, uh, which maybe someday we'll put on a shirt. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so do that. Check that out. The merch pre-orders. Uh, we'll probably keep them up. One, two... Uh, probably till like early November at some point, maybe the 7th of November, we'll say. Um, so get on over there, order your t-shirts. Um, and we appreciate you all so much for your support. Appreciate all the Patreon fans. Of course, um, you could f- head on over there, patreon.com slash I hate horror. What did we talk about this week? We just talked about a lot of shit. Uh, we talked about like the Chucky TV show. And- oh oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We're actually like watching new shit and talking about it there. <laughs> Uh, next week I want to talk about Army of Darkness that same conversation we had on text I want to talk about Army of Darkness and Evil Deads with you because I think that's an interesting conversation we had about, <laughs> about like yeah. sequels and it kind of feeds into this because it, it, it's funny what what we were willing to accept at certain ages right <laughs> <laughs> for sure um, alright uh, instagram.com slash I hate horror facebook.com slash I hate horror on twitter occasionally at I hate horror show Joe, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Boognish1985. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you to Joe for doing the show with me. For Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced. The monster.